Welcome to Sales Velocity TV, where we pull back the curtain on how the top businesses in the world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over 50 plus years of combined sales experience and over 100 million in revenue generated, world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over 50 plus years of combined sales experience and over 100 million in revenue generated. Please welcome the hosts of Sales Velocity TV and two incredibly entertaining gentlemen, Andrew Cass and Aaron Parkinson. Welcome to another episode of Sales Velocity TV and radio. If you're listening on the podcast on Apple or Google, I'm Andrew Cass. That's Aaron Parkinson to my left, my right. Good to be with you here today, my friend. Got a good one today. We're talking about the truth about sales funnels. I think sales funnels might be one of the more misunderstood topics in marketing and sales today. However, the most powerful component of any business is, I think, the health and stability of their sales funnel. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing amazing. I think these calls are, are always uh, funny because we spend at least the first 20 minutes before them ranting about random topics. I'm almost so thinking, we had a call, now we're on a TV show. We just carry, yeah. carry it over, right? Yeah, I almost <laughs> feel like what, what we should just yeah. start it 20 minutes before our time just, and just yeah. let people see like us actually going bananas about things we're seeing in the marketplace. Right. So what Aaron means is, is we do the show live at, on Fridays at 11, but we, we connect at 1030 and we, you know, we just kind of get our notes in order. We know what we're talking about, obviously, but we, we end up getting into other topics that interestingly are always these topics, sales, marketing, conversions, business development, entrepreneurship. And, um, yeah, funny. We had some high energy on that call related to other topics today, which we're going to bring to you today because sales funnels is, you know, Aaron, it's funny. I, I you know, I, I speak to so many entrepreneurs from around the world daily in emails. I get on Zoom calls. Sometimes they do private strategy sessions. You know, we're running, a, as a lot of people know, we're running a large software company now with members in 15 different countries. So we see and hear so much with from business owners, boots on the ground. And, and interestingly still to this day, and I thought the sales funnel terminology was like, I think we take it for granted. I thought it was like old language. There are so many business owners, more so today than ever, that say, what is the difference between a sales funnel and a website? And do I need one for my business? So what we're going to deconstruct for all of you today is three things. We're going to talk about the very important distinction between a website and a sales funnel. There's a stark difference. We're going to talk about the types of funnels that are working today, which I think will be the biggest benefit for anybody, regardless of industry that you're in. And thirdly, we're going to talk about the things that need to be in place before you would launch a funnel or a funnel can become quite a disaster <laughs> if these things aren't in place. So I think there's going to be tremendous value today as always. And, you know, let's kick it off with the distinction, Aaron, because I think that the, the, the funnel word is still a relatively new word in, in, in the world of sales and specifically internet marketing. Yeah, I think that in order to, to give people context, you have to define what a sales funnel is. And a sales funnel is simply a website that has a specific flow of information designed to make your prospect aware of the fact that you exist, create credibility between you and them by providing some type of information that makes them go, wow, this, this company, this person knows what they're talking about and they can help me. And then it has this distinct call to action to move them forward into your sales process. And um, there, there are some, I mean, sales funnels, we've been talking about sales funnels since 2004. I mean, we were educating people, 100,000 students in 80 countries in the mid 2000s on 
what a sales funnel is, how it works, so on and so forth. You've got your your experts in the field. I know you're a big fan of guys like Russell Brunson. You read all of his books. You know, a, a mutual friend of ours, Jordan Metterick, has launched an amazing new company in, in drop funnels. You know, there's we think that it's like common language because we live in this world. Yeah. But the reality is most business owners still don't know the difference between the two and they don't know which one they're supposed to have. And interestingly, and the word itself is a relatively new word. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know what rules are with getting words added to the dictionary, but the word sales funnels isn't in the dictionary. It's not even, it's not even recent language. When you say 2004, I'm pretty sure that that terminology was created around that time, pre-Google or around the time of Google search and, you know, Google being public, I, I think. I mean, we were building them in 2004. I mean, I, I feel like it should be. We, should, we Maybe we should reach out. Have you got any connections in At the Wikipedia? online dictionary world? You know what? I'm going to make a call to Wikipedia and handle yeah. this crap. I mean, I think, how I think is this not do. mainstream wording today? That's that's insulting you know what, to us funnel people. You know, you know what would be amazing is if you could some get a, I'll get a hold of Wikipedia and then make them believe that you created the term. <laughs> really? Sales funnels? You know, you got to probably give it to Russell, though, because... You know, he's the guy that pioneered. There's always somebody that pioneered like the terminology. I gotta, you gotta give it to Brunson on that one. Yeah, but that's why it would be amazing if you could somehow get the word defined in 2020, created by Andrew Cass. Yeah, that, that would, would be big. Be, that would be big. Trademark that would be that amazing. baby, right? But let's let's talk about about the distinction between the two because people they intermingle the words all the time and and they don't seem to understand the distinction or if they're supposed to have one or the other. So yeah, and before you do though, I want to just there's one thing I want to point out before I lose this thought from the beginning here is. In its simplest terms, a sales funnel is sort of like your sales process. So if the word funnel kind of gets confusing, think about like a funnel looks like this, right? That's typically what a funnel is. So if you Googled like sales funnel or, or, or anything, you'd see, you'd see a big top and a little bottom. And it would be, you know, leads coming in, leads becoming more qualified, leads becoming sales. That's kind of, kind of the funnel. So when you think about your funnel, take the term out if it confuses you. And your funnel is technically your sales process. And then it becomes... How do you make that a web-based process? <clears throat> sales funnels tend to be online, but they don't always have to be online because at the end of the day, they're just the cycle or the stages of your sales process. Now let's talk about- hey, you, know, well, but you bring up a good point there, which just kind of gives me another <clears throat> a thought to hit on. So if you want to think of another type of sales funnel, look at um, an infomercial on television. Great. They're one of the original sales funnels, right? They put up their, their gadget, the sham wow, whatever it is. You need to have this thing. This is what it does. This is why it's so awesome. Here's all the people that love it. And if you want it, here's the 1-800 number. Or go to the website. Or go to, the, I mean, back in the day, it was, it was called the 1-800 number. Now right. it's the 1-800 number or the website. And then, so the person has become aware that it exists. There's a problem that it solves. It gets them super excited. Now it takes them to a very definitive next step. If it was call a 1-800 number, they call the 1-800 number. Now there's a salesperson on the phone. The salesperson's educating them, answering questions, and then they're taking the order. So the sales funnel is the commercial, the call to action to a 1-800 number, the salesperson on the phone, sale gets made, exactly. right? That's a sales funnel. What we're specifically talking about is a digital form of the same thing, right? But it's done on radio. It's done on television. It's done, you know, on the internet. It's just a sequence of events that bring the prospect from unaware into all the way down to the finite point where they really want to buy and they, they make the purchase, and right? The key, the key point is it's one path. So a one sales path. funnel versus a website. A website is many paths. 
sitemap, contact us, learn about us, services, pricing. A sitemap is like a brochure on a, a website is like a brochure online. A sales Absolutely. funnel is one path, one call to action, one thing being sold right down the chute, like you just said. And we'll talk in a little while about the importance of having really, frankly, you need both in your business. One is for big picture branding credibility and one is to make a lot more sales. Absolutely. I mean, what we tend to define them is in two, in two different ways. You've got your sales funnel and what we like to call our corporate site. Corporate site, right? exactly, yeah. Our corporate site is really the term that most people think of when they think of website. You know, that's your site that's built on WordPress. It's got some big image at the top. It's site got map. it's got a site map. It's got an about us. It's got a contact us. It's got our products. It's you know, it's got our terms and conditions. It's maybe got our physical location. You know, it's the it's the info brochure of your business. And and this battle of like which one should I have is actually ridiculous because there's no battle the answer is both the answer is both 100 percent. because if somebody comes to your sales funnel a solid 30 percent of them are going to google you to find out if you're legitimate and most sales funnels don't rank on google because they're not set up from an infrastructure standpoint to do the same you know to or 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 aaron as we mentioned in in the last episode not only are they going to google you they're going to social you Absolutely. So the way you're positioned you. around the orbit of a sales funnel is critical. We'll talk about that in a minute also. Absolutely. So you want to have the corporate site. You want to have the brochure, so to speak, that is the traditional website. But you can't get the same conversions if you take the traditional corporate website and let's say you do a Facebook ad and you say, hey, here's XYZ problem that you're facing you know, learn how we did that, whatever. And then you just send them to a corporate website. They're going to get lost in all of the navigating to different pages and there's no real concrete next step. And they're going to go, you know what? I'll check on this later. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The sales funnel has a very concrete focus, one path, like you talked about. It's educate them, next step, call to action, make the sale. Right. Right. And, and really what it does is it just eliminates distractions. Right. And, and you and I both know in the, and everybody knows in this world right now of so much information being hit from so many different sides, we have to create something that is solely focused on the process that we want someone to follow so they don't get distracted. And that's what a sales funnel does. And the world we come from is really called the direct response marketing world. In direct response marketing, in, in direct response TV, you talked about that a second ago, right, is, is when your website or your offer, again, TV, radio, internet, doesn't matter. They've worked since the beginning of time. Direct mail before any of the technology was, was a sales funnel. And it's a, it's a single offer. It's a single thing. It's a single product, a single service, a single call to action, right? So if you look at, you know, back in the day, I remember back in the day, Aaron, getting things in the mail or seeing TV commercials from Carlton Sheets on doing no money down real estate. So I'm going to go back way, way, I'm going to go back archaic and then we'll talk new, right? So think about Carlton Sheets. That was the big player. There was another one out there, a guy by the name of Ken Roberts. They did $100 million from direct mail, a sales funnel, by the way, from direct mail only where they would send an offer out to people in the mail. And it would be for like a $149 commodities trading program. Same with Carlton Sheets. I think it was a couple hundred dollars to buy his no money down real estate training. That was a sales funnel. And the sales funnel went like this. TV ad, call into customer service and buy your stuff. Or direct mail piece, call the number on the letter or postcard and buy the real estate training course. 
And that was the sales funnel. It was, and obviously when, when they got somebody on the phone, maybe there was additional, there's always an additional offer, which we'll talk about in a little bit, a backend offer that's much higher priced so that the business can make money. And in his case, there was mentoring and coaching in real estate. Same with the trading guy, Ken Roberts, mentoring, coaching in real estate. So front end training program, back end coaching and mentoring program. That is in its simplest forms what a sales funnel looks like. There's some, there's some people today doing it phenomenally online, of course. I'm seeing people doing it today, businesses doing it today on TV phenomenally as well, specifically in the financial services space. So there's one company out there right now. I watch CNBC a lot. It's you know from my years in the financial services industry, as you know. Um, it's the station I stick with because it just gives me great news on money, economics, finance, companies, who's going public, you know, whatever. And there's a company right now called Fisher Investments, and they're the biggest player out there. Have you heard of them? Yep, absolutely. Half a million cash to even have a conversation. You know, they're, I don't know if they're annuities or funds, or, but it's, 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 it's active management, right? It's professional private wealth management. And they are absolutely fun. They're a sales funnel driven financial services company. Now think about the world of financial services. 99.9% of these companies throw up a big website, big brochure, site map about us, services, call us, contact us, learn more. And they think they can sell with that site and they can't. They can maybe get some phone calls from that site. But Fisher Investments, they go on to CNBC with big ads that says that it says this. If you wanna if you wanna learn the seven steps to avoid, if you wanna learn the seven steps to learn how to not run out of money in retirement, give us a call or go to our website and download our free report. This is a financial services company. That's a funnel. That's a direct Absolutely. response offer because what they're doing is they're giving you information on one thing. They're bringing you into a sales process and then they're gonna introduce you to obviously their active management wealth management stuff later versus the other way around where everybody markets their website and tries to get phone calls, but they lead with information and a funnel process. And then they've built trust credibility. It's called information-based marketing in some arenas, right? They've built that credibility. Now they get way more people raising their hands saying, hey, I read your report or I grabbed your DVD. This was even before the report, right? They were doing DVDs years ago. I got your DVD you know, how can I learn more? Can I work with someone within? Because now they're, right, they're, they're sort of like the author and the curator and the creator of that information. So how are they looked at? They're looked at in a whole different light than just the person who throws up a website, right? So, so a long explanation Absolutely. to the difference between website and funnel, but think about having a website because that's automatic. But, but then when do you build your direct response offer so you can open the mouth of the people you can get to way more? And that's the question. Well, and the key to most funnels, and I would say 99% of them, and you kind of touched on it briefly there, is that they lead with some type of value. They don't, they don't some say- Some sort hey, of solution, right? Yeah. Not, not here's our company and here's what we sell. It's, hey, do you have this problem? Hey, here's some value that I can give you. Come on in and consume it. Person starts to consume it. They start to build credibility and rapport with whoever has that offer. And then somewhere along the lines, there's a call to action. Maybe it's to buy a, you know, a, some type of small initial purchase to get them in the process of buying, or maybe it's to book you know, a call with somebody or a strategy session or something. These little micro steps along, but often leads with value. Yep, exactly, exactly. So think about it, you know, whatever business you're in watching this right now is, is there information that I have in the form of a free report, a guide, a cheat sheet, a video, a webinar, huge today, by the way, that I can lead with instead of leading with my products and services? 
right? The, 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 the greatest way to deter sales is to lead with your products and services. The greatest way to make sales is to lead with information that is valuable to your audience so that they can consume and, and, and learn about what it is that you do. And then you become the automatic choice for them to nail down that solution in most cases. Yeah. And that's you're the psychology them, of it. Yeah. And you're getting them into your ecosystem, whether they're giving you an email or, and, and then you, now you have their email so you can, you know, that's a valuable asset unto itself. So you can continue to market to them or yeah. whether, you know, they watch one of your videos, which so many of the marketing platforms right now, you can retarget anybody who's watched your videos. You know, once you get them to take an initial action, they're now in your ecosystem. So you, so you can continue to communicate with them over time because the reality is, is that only about 2% of people will buy the first time they see your offer. The other 98% of people who would buy need to be constantly communicated to because they have different buying patterns. They have different resistances that need to be broken down. They have different timelines of when they want to make that decision. So by bringing them into your sales funnel, it gives you an opportunity to continue to establish that relationship with them. Little bit of value, little bit of value. How'd you like to take the action now? No, not ready to take the action now? Okay, how about a little bit more value, a little bit more value? How about now? You ready now? No? Okay, a little bit more value. And, and when you do that right, the, the 100% of people that would have bought from you from the beginning are now being indoctrinated into what you do versus how most people do it where they come out and they say, do you have this problem? Here's my product. And they're only getting that one to 2% of people, you know, that would have ultimately bought from them. Yeah. And in my book, Sales Velocity, I use this analogy about the, the, the hunter and the fisherman, right? So really good business owners are fishermen. Business owners that are hunters are always chasing. Fishermen are always alluring. So in, in, in the world of lead generation and customer acquisition, if you, if you are sophisticated enough to understand what we're saying and you have a direct response mindset, you're a fisherman. You're always putting the right lures in the water to lure the right type of customer into your world, into your ecosystem. Fishermen, uh, hunters are always chasing, 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 chasing. Call, 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 cold call, chase, chase, chase. And it's like at some point, your credibility goes down the tubes. I was talking to someone yesterday, by the way, Aaron, about this. And I said, how are you getting, friend of, a mutual friend of ours, by the way, that I'm going to do kind of re reposition his front end offer, right? And I said, how are you getting customers now? And he said, well, we're cold calling. And I was like, do they still do that? I'm thinking to myself, do they still cold call anymore? I didn't even know that that happened. I said, you know, and are you closing sales? Not really. We're just do doing a lot of chasing, right? We're hunters essentially, right? So what I said to him, I said, listen, even if you did 100, 200, 300 dials a day, the world I come from as a stockbroker when I was 21 was, here's a stack of Dun & Bradstreet leads. You need to make 300 dials a day or you can't go home. That was the whole business <laughs> and it was predicated on, on the numbers, but that's not the business today. We didn't have tools and resources and funnels and direct response psychology back then, right? We just didn't have, we, you know, we didn't have the capabilities to do that or the knowledge to do that, right? And I said, listen, even if you are the best cold caller in the world, even if you sound amazing on the phone, even if you are the sharpest dude on the planet, the fact that you've come in via a cold call, there's already a guard up and your credibility's in the toilet because professionals yep. don't cold call. Professionals don't hunt, professionals fish. So what we would need to do before we, I could give you the greatest script in the world, but if you're cold calling, my script becomes weak because of the way you're positioned. However, that script could work really well if maybe they got a direct mail piece via priority mail first and you let them know you're following up with a phone call and they said, yeah, I have your letter here on my desk. 
or perhaps they got a couple emails saying your name came across my desk as somebody who might be interested in fill in the blank. Uh, in the next couple of days, me or my team, we're going to reach out, give you a call and do a demo. So what you've done is you've preempted now a sales process, aka sales funnel. See the difference? So framing it and positioning it is everything. And that's where that's what sales funnels do is they frame and position you and your offer in a way that the theme of the show that dramatically decreases selling resistance. So I told him you have so much selling resistance because you've stacked it in a way where you're asking for, it's like you're asking for pain, right? You have so much selling resistance because of the way you're positioned. But if you take a sales funnel direct response approach, then you can really eliminate a lot of resistance by showing up differently. So the way you show up with your offer, looping back to the point today, is everything, right? So if you're selling, a, if you have a free report, if you have a webinar, and that's how you lead, when it comes time to make the sale, because of the information you furnished first, the sale will become infinitely more, more easy to make. And, and you know, at the end of the day, this is a show on sales. If we can show you how to make more sales with less drama, less resistance, and less work, that's the game, right? That's what we should all be striving to do as business owners today. And the I reason think that, why it has to be tough. Yeah, and I think that the biggest fear or challenge that most people have is they go, well, I don't know what value to put out in the marketplace to create my sales funnel. Right. And the funny thing is, is that most business owners take for granted the things that they already know. And they think like we think that the term sales funnel should be commonplace at this point. They feel like whatever industry they're in, insurance, you know, finance, agency, plumber, HVAC, carpet cleaner. They think that that what they know is common knowledge. Mm -hmm. In fact, they almost think that the knowledge that 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 the world has is the level of somebody who's been a client for five years. Right. When the reality is 99.9% of people have no idea the basics of what should happen in your industry. And by just putting something out there of like, hey, here's the top three things you should know before you buy an XYZ or before you get one of these, or you look at somebody like Ezra Firestone who owns Boom by Cindy Joseph, and this is a shameless plug for Ezra, he's a good dude. You know, Ezra's built Boom over the last five years to a $70 million company in the skin cream world, okay? There's a million skin creams. Who needs another skin cream? Why is Ezra's skin cream so much better than anybody else's? No offense, Ezra, it's not. The reality is, is that his marketing, though, is phenomenal, Which right? One of the his, case, yeah. One of his front-end pieces is five makeup tips for women over 50 because he, he leads, really so wanted he leads to target. Yeah, he leads with that. It's one of right. his best pieces. So what you're right? saying is so he that, doesn't lead with the goop. Exactly, the goop. And it's funny because he calls it goop. Yeah, I know. And, and so he went out there and said, you know, we really want to target women over 50. We really want to have people understand our – our core values, which is that women over 50 are beautiful. You know, they really wanted to, they, they called it the pro age revolution. They really felt like that was a, a, a an opening that they could uh, approach because, right. yeah, yeah. you know, women are like, Oh, once I'm over 50, I'm not beautiful anymore. Or that's the you know misconception or blah, blah, but blah, blah. Great so they, job on their audience though. I mean, to know an audience that specifically is probably a different conversation for a different day. I mean, we teach it in our coaching program, but that's number one is who is my audience and how razor tight can I get them? So he's women over 50. That yep. makes funnel creation really simple now. Absolutely. And he went out there with that, that initial article, 
yep. you know, which was these five makeup tips for women over 50. And all of a sudden women are consuming it and they're like, oh, here's this great piece of value because I was wondering like, should I start to change things about how I apply makeup or what makeup I should use or what colors I should use or blah, 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 blah. blah. And at the end of it, he's like, oh, and by the way, we've got this amazing product right here, which gives you this nice natural glow that's perfect for women over 50. Maybe you should check it out. Here's a link right here. He becomes right? the automatic choice now. Yep. So they're aware of the issues. They're educated on solving problems. What are they going to do now? Go back on Google and start from scratch looking for the solution? No, the solution's right there in front of them. He right provided the, the information that made them aware of a better way to do things. Fill in the blank, whatever your product is, right? So Absolutely. information, I think it was Perry Marshall that created this term years ago when we met each other years ago when this direct response sales funnel terminology came about, right? It's information-based marketing will always allow you to build a much more stable business long-term. Because when your business is built on information and education, education-based marketing, information-based marketing, I've, I've heard them both used interchangeably, right? Your business is built on a very solid foundation. If your business is all about your products and services, you're, you, you can get commoditized very quickly. But if your business is built, of course, products and services is key. But if it's also built on information and education as the lead, the other thing we're not even talking about, which is enormous, Aaron, is the amount of leads you can develop that way. So as you mentioned before, really at the end of the day, if you're a superstar, maybe you close 10% of people that you speak with right away. So 90% are always getting away. In the businesses that lead with information and education, they're building a stable of people who've raised their hands and are qualified leads. And that's a big, big asset. We've seen businesses sell for many, many, many millions, multiples of many millions because of their list, because they're building a list that's and an asset. The list is extremely important. If the list is not just an email list, but a physical direct mail list as well, you've like quadrupled the value of your company because now you have a name and an email. You have a name and email and a physical address, not just a name and an email, right? So think about the the ability to list build when you're doing this as well. It's enormous. Well, one of our our, our mutually close friends, Mike Dillard. You know, you look at somebody like him. This is a guy who had toxic mold poisoning for the last three years. And he has been banging this drum now for a decade that you need to own your own list. You need to develop your list. You need to nurture your list. You need to establish credibility with a list. So he's focused the, the, the majority of his efforts on building an email list. Yeah. Now, there's a percentage of those that obviously become customers, you know, whether that's 5%, 10%. I don't know how many sales he's made in the last 10 years. He's, it's, it's, it's eight figures, right? But the email list that he has is very um, connected to him. Mm -hmm. They he's he's nurtured that list very well by providing great value, great content, so on and so forth. Three years this guy was sick and he lived off of that email list. The list. The list alone. The Every list three months is the asset. I need some money. I haven't been working. I need some money. Puts together great value, puts together an offer behind it, sends it to the list, boom, hundred grand, two hundred grand, million you know, whatever the number is. I mean, I've, I, I know personally that he's, he's sent out emails to his list that have done a million five in revenue for him off three emails. It's, you know, and, and that is part of, part of your funnel. Like even emails themselves are their own independent mini funnels, right? So, you know, what we're talking about <clears throat> is, is giving that value and bringing people in, in a focused manner that, that has an outcome, some place that they exit in your sales process. And you're going to scoop five, 
of those people directly into a sale, but you're also going to have the other 90% of people that now who are paying attention, are paying attention. They're, they're aware that you exist, right? And you have another asset in your business. I think Mike is actually, Mike is actually the person who introduced me to the world of direct response marketing, sales funnels, education-based marketing, that world, right? Mike was the first, you know, it, it, people hearing this right now are hearing this for the first time, right? Sure. Somebody will have introduced you to the world of, direct response marketing, sales funnels, education-based marketing, right? Like a lot of the words we're using right now, some business owners watching this are like, what on earth is that language? It's like a foreign language right now. But this is when the game changes for business owners is, is when you tack on this to your business, which is the information, education, sales funnel component, because now it's almost like you've added a new division of your company, right? You have your company now with your products and your services and you have your website and your people, and you might be doing amazing, but there's almost no scenario where you don't compound the business 10 times over again when you tack on what we're talking about here today, which is adding information, education, training, or a sales funnel to the process because it's a brand new, it's a brand new entry point for people that is incredibly smooth and, and, and less invasive than being beat up to, to get sold something. And you know what it really the number changes one the game? I've never not seen it change the game when done right. Never. I don't think you have either. You know, the number one word that comes to my mind when you, when you create a sales funnel, when you create that flow is you create predictability. Yeah. And that's the big, I think for most business owners, they're like, oh, man, if I could just predictably bring in 10, 50, a hundred, a thousand new customers a day, my life would be so much easier. But they have this shotgun approach of like, I'm going to do some radio and I'm going to send it to my website. I'm going to do some TV. I'm going to do some email blasts. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Once you start putting people into a sales funnel, then it just becomes about math because you're just looking at how many people progress to the next step in your sales funnel and, and the parts that aren't hitting the numbers that you want, you work on to improve them. Exactly. Right. And, and it becomes this predictable customer acquisition process that most businesses would die for. And, and that's ultimately what's made you and I successful, so successful over the last 15 years, is we could walk into any business and go, would you like to predictably have leads and sales? And they go, oh my God, would I ever? Because it's like wizardry, right? But then but, it's like, well, how do we do it, right? It's this whole, how do we do it? The, the complexity of it, right? The key word you just hit on though is predictability. I'm going to, I'm going to double down on that word and I'm going to now call it predictability and stability, right? Sure. So predictability to know stability to go long-term. Those Absolutely. to me are the two things that I would want to strive for more than anything else in a business. I was, I was, I had yesterday, Aaron, I told you I had my, you know, once a month I have my seven figure mastermind in, I have seven, seven, eight business owners in the Miami area that have been with me for some, some 10 years, some seven years, we meet monthly like clockwork 12 times a year in my office, full day, lunch, dinner, and we're just drilling down outside of the, the work environment. <clears throat> and we're drilling down, everybody's drilling down on their business, right? Everybody gets about a 30 to 40 minute hot seat, right? And, and somehow we got into the conversation yesterday about stability, right? What I just said, that's why it was front of mind for me when you said predictability is and a lot of these guys are, I think two of the guys in the group are on the Inc. 5000 list of America's fastest growing company, right? So for them now, it's like they're past the point of making a lot of money. And now they're, now they're consistently making a lot of money and consistently socking a lot of money away. So for those guys now, not all of them, but some of them, it's 
how do I keep, how do I make this more stable so that it, so that it can keep going longer and longer and longer and, and eventually maybe be sold or just predictably, your word, predictably spit out enough cash for me where I'm doing less in the business and enjoying life more, which is what it's about at the end of the day. But those are the big two words, predictability and stability. If you have if you can, if you can, if you can say that my business has a predictability factor and a stability factor in it, you are light years ahead of probably anybody in your space, and that's a good place to be. That's the foundation. That's the concrete foundation on a house is predictability and stability. And I think this is this gives you that right. Good, good sales processes. That's why we started a software company that has one sole focus at its at its heart and soul, which is sales tracking. Because if you're not tracking sales and stages, everybody's getting away, and you really can't grow what you can't scale. So stability and predictability. And I know that we were going to talk about like different types of funnels and stuff like that, but I just feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of lame. I don't really want to talk about it right now. There's, you can Google I'll tackle it quickly. You can, you-, you can do, you can Google, you know, types of different sales funnels, webinar funnels, you know, cheat sheet funnels, yeah. uh, lead magnet funnels, just go out and the, Google the, them. Basically the different angles, right? They're just, they're just different structures of how to give value and information away to people. And I don't think that we really need to waste our time on, on this call talking about it, but I think it's more about opening people's mind up to it, you know, and, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, P90X. Great, great product, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars from TV, by the way. Right. Sales funnel right now. Do you know the company that owns P90X? I, uh, you told me once who does own it. It's a company called Beachbody. Oh, that's right. And they're a monster also. They're a monster, right? So that's right. they have something like 27 different programs. P90X was probably their most famous one. And then there's like another 19. There's, there's booty blast and, you know, you know, ab shredder and, you know, but P90X is probably the one that most people know, right? Yeah. They go out, they advertise the workout program. You buy the, you know, you either call the 1-800 number or you go to the website and you buy the workout program. And this is, this is where it gets crazy. Because their funnel is so deep, right? I mean, if you ever bought P9, if P9X was like cheap, you could buy it for like $9.95 or $9.95. Is it sold anymore? I don't, I mean, it used to dominate the TV. Well, they've actually- But they got acquired, didn't they? No, they've combined them all together where now you can have a monthly membership and access all of them. So they've they've shifted to a, a, a more digital delivery version because obviously DVDs and stuff are not, you know, used anymore. But- you go through that funnel and what happens after you buy the product? Ah, well, there has to be something else that somebody would want to buy if, if they wanted to buy a workout program, right? Equipment? Well, equipment. Coaching? They, they do sell it. Mentoring? They do sell equipment. But the first thing that's in their funnel is supplements. 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 That's what They've I'm got a next. huge supplement division. Natural extension. That's actually where they make the majority of their money is supplements. Now, here's the craziest thing. Behind the supplements, do you know what happens after the supplement? They get handed off to a certified beach body coach, right? They get given to them. And here's the craziest thing at all. They're a multi-level marketing company and nobody knows it because their, their front end of their funnel is so far away from the multi-level marketing aspect. So once you have bought the program and either bought the supplements or not bought the supplements, you get handed to a certified beach body coach. And that beach body coach is really just an MLM distributor whose goal is to now recruit you into the MLM. Wow, did not know that. So that now they've got more boots on the ground yeah. for distributors. Grassroots, grassroots movement. 
grassroots movement. Yeah. It's it's in my opinion, it has always been the most genialist genius genialist genius. That genialist, could be a Wikipedia. <laughs> geniusly run network marketing company in the world because nobody knows it is one. I did not know. But right. I knew Beachbody was. So when you said that there was a connection that made, you know, then I started kind of thinking they probably somehow funnel people to distributors and how do you like that funnel? And, how do you like that? That's funnel? a great example of a funnel. But, but Aaron, here is, you know, here's our third topic that we, it's perfect segue into our third topic is, so when you go do a funnel, so like you said, it could be a free report, could be a webinar, could be, you know, a, a, if you're a demonstration style business, you know, 10 minute demo video, sign in to get it right, whatever. It's, that's the easy part, but the back end. So you just talked about their back end. The biggest mistake I think we see over and over and over again. Well, there's two mistakes. First mistake is not having a funnel of any kind in your business and just marketing your services. Mistake number one, obvious, from the first 20 minutes here, 30 minutes. Mistake number two, though, is not structuring the back end in a way where it can make real money. So a lot of people get so hung up on the front end. I'm going to have a funnel. I'm going to sell. Uh, I'm not going to sell. I'm going to market my free report. Somebody's going to sign in with their email to get it. And then maybe they're going to book a call with me and I'm going to go try to sell them something, which can work, by the way. But a little more thought to that is there needs to be at least two to three products in the mix like P90X did. And at least one of them has to have enough revenue in it because it's not going to be simple to get leads to the front end of a funnel if you're going to drive paid traffic today. So the other, I guess, misconception is when a funnel gets launched, people think somehow the clouds are going to rain leads and just miraculously leads are going to happen. No, you're going to need to invest real money, real time, and long-term it will take to invest in a lot of leads. Aaron specializes, his agency specializes in Instagram and Facebook. Those are like your big two. I know you do some YouTube stuff too, but Facebook and Instagram are like, you know, like you're a heart surgeon of that. Like that's your specialty, right? And that isn't the cheapest place in the world to buy leads. This isn't about boosting posts for five bucks a day. This is going no. out just like you did back in the day and putting a full page ad in the USA Today, running a big direct mail campaign to 50,000 people. You're going to need to invest a lot of money in traffic to get enough eyeballs on your offer to make enough money to have a real business that makes enough money for you to have the lifestyle that you want. That's like a lot of business owners are like, wow, I didn't even think about that part. So your back end really has to be well thought out in advance and you need to make sure that there's enough things being sold or enough services being offered so that there's enough money in the deal. Because I see it happen all the time. People are running crazy trying to get leads, leads, leads. I have a free report. I have a webinar. Leads, leads, leads. But the back end is sort of like they have – they might have a sale here. They have a product here. But they haven't really committed to a, a, a good back end path. And, and that they can spend themselves out of money pretty quick if that's the case. So this is a good thing to talk about now is, is how do I build a complete funnel? So there's front end and then there's back end basically. Well, I think, I think that, that there, there's two questions there. One is mechanics and one is products, right? And you're amazing at the mechanics of it. And, and that's why, you know, we use Pipeline Pro for our business is because we can look at the dashboard in Pipeline Pro and say, okay, these people here became a lead. And then these people here inquired about the product and these people here you know, either showed up for a strategy session or, or maybe if they no showed, they, they show up in a different category. And then these people said they were going to buy. So they're in a different category. And these but people you can see the where they're at in all of those stages. You got to be able to, to yeah. ma first map out all the stages of things that could happen. Right. And then you got to make sure that, that, that they move into each one of these stages. So you know where the, what the communication should be 
based on what stage they're in, and then ideally automate the entire process. So the people who are who have just got the information, they're getting the right types of emails and, and texts. And then you know, the person who no-showed is getting the email and the text that says, hey, you no-showed to the thing, maybe there was a problem if you want to reschedule here, blah, 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 blah. All based on behavior, by the way, key. All based, exactly, all based on behavior. And then great, once they actually buy, then thinking, okay, well, what else could they possibly want? And you can survey your lists and say like, what else do you want? Or you can, you can figure that out through conversations with them or whatever. And then once you define what they want, then you start to add in more products and mechanisms to put those products in front. And it almost becomes sales funnel two, sales funnel yeah. three, sales funnel four. And, and it's important to really think out how you're going to maximize every dollar of your customer acquisition budget. And, and so first is the mechanics. Like if you don't have visibility into every single step of your marketing process, how many people are in each stage, how many stages are there, what type of follow-up is being done, you know, all of those things, you, you are in a bad spot. The, the, the deck is stacked against you and that's not a good Badly. place to start. Badly. I, I wouldn't even run, I, I, the business can't even function in my opinion. You, you, no idea you can't invest money at that point. You're not ready to pull the trigger on investing money at that point. You, know, you can't confidently spend money on me. In fact, I don't even think you can confidently spend time. I mean, if you're running around beating doors and messaging people and collecting business cards, even if you, if that's what you still do, you know, to not have that organized structure of, of where people are at in the process and the follow-up, you're, you're just missing so much profit. Mm. It's incredible. And then the second part of that is actually the, the profitability matrix, right? If you are, if you want to go and scale your business, like people who come to our agency, they have to be spending a thousand dollars a day already for us to take them on as clients. And then we'll scale them to five to $10,000 a day, right? We look at their business and say, what is your model? Like, are you selling $10 t-shirts? And then that it's a wrap. We're not taking you. Because you don't have enough money in this business to justify your funnel is not deep enough, your product is not expensive enough, you're out, right? Where we see people, you know, in the info marketing side, for example, who are successful is they give away a little bit of value, and then they either go to, you know, a strategy session and they sell a product that's three to five thousand dollars or more. They give a ton of value in that program, and then maybe they sell another program that's ten to twenty-five thousand dollars. So the, the, the lifetime value of their customer is high, so they can justify the expense to get the leads in and pay the salespeople and you know do all that kind of stuff. If it's a lower-ticket product, at, at minimum, there has to be a subscription attached to it, because at least then you're not eating what you kill over and over and over and over. There's, there's again no predictability, no stability in the business. Right. Whereas at least if you have a subscription on a lower tier product, every month you get up, you say, oh, well, now there's 3000 in subscriptions, 5000, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000. You got an asset you can sell. You, you, it helps you sleep at night. You know, you can predictably map your growth. You can justify paid media. You know, if you're building sales funnels for, you know, one off low ticket products and you're thinking that you're going to scale using paid media, you need to have a conversation with somebody like us to help, you know, improve slash adjust slash modify your business offer. I think the biggest lesson right there is, is when you're going to do a funnel or create a funnel, the most important thing you need to look at first is the business model itself, like you said, and the economics of the business model. So, you know, people love to rush to get traffic. They want leads yesterday. 
but they haven't taken the time to strategize on how, what's the path, right? What does this funnel path look like? What are they buying first? What are they buying second? What are they buying third? And, and, and that's everything. That's the foundation of the house, right? The analogy is that's the cement, the concrete, the foundation, the windows, the walls, and the roof all come second. Traffic, yep. leads, right? All come second. And that has to be firmly in place. That's, that's the, the architect in the drawing board, right? Laying out the framework. The framework has to be built first. And then the funnel comes in. And then you, feel, you confidently can drive leads and invest in traffic. And there's not, you know, we talk about Shark Tank a lot because it's such a good example of, they asked, they asked the, all the right questions, right? Those guys are all, and in, in, in the ladies on the show, the guys and ladies are all so successful. They've built many, many multi, hundred million dollar plus brands. And they know the right questions to ask if they're going to invest in a business. And for them, it's usually not a lot of money, right? But they're always, what are your sales? Do you have a customer list? Um, how do they buy, right? You know, what's the customer value? You know, what are the different tiers what's of products? Your, what's your gross revenue? What's yeah, your profitability? Like are, this is all what we're talking about today. And, and, and you get to all those answers, understanding sales funnel, sales process, sales psychology, right? So deeper and deeper in the show, you know, we're early here in the show. I think this is episode four. I'm not, not sure. Yeah, it is. We'll, we'll continue to talk about the psychology of selling where most, I guess, novice sales trainers just talk about how to sell. We're going to probably dig a way deeper into the psychology of selling so that selling becomes relatively easy as a component of the business. It's not a hard thing to do. You don't have to hire, you know, tough closers because you'll have such strategic marketing and such strategic business model development ahead of that, that frankly, you won't need all the sophisticated hardcore closers, right? It's, it's the psychology and it's the thoughtfulness that goes into the business model and the economics of the business that ultimately drive more sales with less resistance. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to those future episodes because we've seen everything from the first email capture to the largest, you know, backend sale to, you know, to the tune of over a billion dollars over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. So right away we can, we can diagnose, you know, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? How do we fix it? You know, we see it on a daily basis. You know, I spend yeah. on average about $4 million a month on paid media. You know, you have amazing clients in, in you know, some of them are the fastest growing people on the, the Inc. 5000. So we see what works today. And, you know, I know we're getting close to the top of the hour. So I think it, I would be amiss if I didn't mention how stellar your camo golf shirt looks today. You know, it is Labor Day week. Excuse me, Veterans Day week. And I meant to mention in the beginning that I'm wearing camo today in honor of all the great veterans who have served this country. You're not in this country, but the United States of America. So thank you for mentioning the camo. Man, it's comfortable too. It's this fabric. I think it's a Banana Republic shirt. It's, the fabric is just it's outstanding. as cool as it looks. It feels even cooler. Put it that way. It's outstanding. I love this. I love the symbology for the week. Happy uh, Veterans Day to those veterans that are out there. I know happy a couple Veterans of days Day, passed, I, but the week of Veterans Day, we're here. It's true. I do. I do not live in America. I live in the Cayman Islands, but I'm originally from Canada. We're like brother sister. I don't know if we're the brother. It's and North you're the America. Sister, it's kind of the or, same or you're the sister right? and we're the brother. I don't. I don't know. Which it's one all it is, North America. It's all. We're North all part America. of the same same family, but, and, and uh, I. And, and I want to thank everybody for, you know, their service and protecting our freedoms for sure. Yeah, likewise. Good stuff. Good stuff. But we'll leave it there. And you know, in closing here. We went deep on just, I think, over the overall architecture of a sales funnel, a.k.a. a sales process. So if you're watching this and you're like, wow, that was a lot of foreign language or, hey, I get it, but I'm just I'm not doing it effectively. Might be worth watching this one again, because I think the framework, the psychology, 
And just the overall idea of what we're talking about can totally change the economics of a business for many, 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 many years to come. Businesses, businesses that make the big leap, they make the big leap when they have a sales funnel and when they have a really strategic, well thought out sales process. They don't make the leap because their products and services just got better. They don't make the leap because they hired more people. They don't make the leap because their operations tightened up. They make and they the don't leap. make the leap just because they spent more money. You and have to spend money intelligently. Thank you. And I'll leave it at that because that's when the leap gets made. But at the center of that leap is sales funnel, sales process, and, and, and the ideas that we're talking about here today. So stay with us every single Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. If you're watching this live, we're on the Sales Velocity public Facebook page live at 11 a.m. Eastern. If you're listening uh, as a podcast, it's an Apple iTunes, it's on Amazon, it's on Google Play, whatever your device is, whatever your preferred listening method is. Aaron, as always, great time, great topic, more to come, same time, same place, next Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Hope you enjoyed Sales Velocity TV or radio for today. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.